Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sarah. And I'm Beth. We're lawyers, mothers, and co-hosts of the bipartisan podcast, Pantsuit Politics. We have more in common than divides us. In a world that defaults to false dichotomies, we explore the messiness of living wisely. The choices, trade-offs, priorities, and grace of living a nuanced life. Welcome, everyone. We are so excited to be joining you this week. We have several commemorations all surrounding very important school passages. Preschool, in and out of preschool, a very important high school commemoration coming from Liz, who is just always the best. So really excited to be sharing that with you today. Before we get into those commemorations, we are booking our 2020 speaking events right now. And so if you have any interest in bringing Sarah and Beth to your neck of the woods for conversations about communication, living life well, or politics, we do lots of workshops and keynotes. We would love to connect with you. Please send an email to elise at pantsuitpoliticsshow.com. We have about 15 slots left for 2020, and we do not want to miss you. So please, as soon as you can, let Elise know, and we will start having conversation about being in your part of the world. First up, Casey is commemorating moving from preschool to elementary school. She says, this sweet preschool has so tenderly loved her boy and instilled in him a curiosity about the world and a love of learning. She says, it's bittersweet time for us because while we'll miss those who we've known for years, we also, for the first time since having kids, will have extra funds available to us every month that we've previously had to dedicate to daycare. So here's to preschool. I'm so grateful for all you've done for my kiddo, but I'm equally grateful not to have to write that check anymore. Here, here, Casey. This is such a fun switch, I think, in so many ways, because realizing that you have that money back is huge. And also just I think that an independence develops moving from preschool to elementary school. It just has to. You throw these kids in a big building with lots of bigger kids. They're going to shift in the way that they handle all of that. And I think it's so glorious to watch. I love preschool. I just I always felt like, you know, it's it's a about the amount of time I want to be away from my kids every day. Like, I like the schedule of a preschool. It's much shorter than a elementary school. They don't have to be there as early. I like the emphasis on crafts. <laughs> I like that, you know, there's just like a sweetness and preciousness to preschool. That There's a little bit of that in kindergarten, but, I mean, it just slowly evaporates over the course of elementary school. And now, don't get me wrong, like, I love elementary school kids. My kids are, you know, four, eight, and 10. And so I just, man, I love an elementary school kid. But like a pre-K, a four-year-old, and a kindergartner, they're just the sweetest ages. But like leaving the preschool behind. And also, listen, I think part of it, too, is that you have a lot more control as a preschool parent when you're paying admissions than you do as a public school parent as well. And the classes are smaller. And it's just, yeah, it's a big deal. It's big. I love preschool. I was sad. My child is in Head Start now, which is, um, I would feel like it's kind of like the in-between 
like a private preschool and then going to public school because it's got a public school vibe, but they're still so little. Do you ever remember like looking back on your child from like the beginning of kindergarten or even like the beginning of pre-K to the end of kindergarten? It's just such a period of transition and they like lose all their baby fat. Oh, it's such a precious time. Precious time. For those of you who have not been through this transition yet, let me prepare you for one thing that I was not prepared for with Jane. I expected kindergarten to be a little more engaging than preschool. It is Mm -hmm. very much not, or at least where Mm -hmm. we are, it is very much not. Jane's preschool and the preschool that Ellen is now in, amazing. They have science every single day. They have social studies every single day, art every single day, all these wonderful things. You get to kindergarten and it is nothing but reading and math, and this real attempt to level set. You know, so in preschool, all these kids are coming up together and they're learning things. And I have total sympathy for kindergarten teachers who are trying to bring together kids who've been read to every single day of life with kids who are arriving not able to count. So that's hard. We're asking a lot of our kindergarten teachers. And as a parent, it's been very important for me to step back and let go and know that Jane is learning things in that environment, even if they are not a continuation of the things that she had been learning before. She was real bored in kindergarten academically, but the social lessons are important and they're there and just learning how to be part of something like a school, even if I would design it totally different were I the queen of the world, learning how to adjust to places that aren't built for you is good too. So- Mm. Lots of learning. You just have to be open to what kind of learning it is because it certainly, for us at least, has not been academically linear. We will be right back after this short message from our sponsors. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier, all built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's counselor network, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. This is so genius because I think making that first call for therapy is so hard. And it's such a letdown if you call and you can't get in with a therapist for weeks and weeks and weeks. So I think it's really lovely that BetterHelp makes this commitment to you that we're going to get you connected with someone right away and you can do it from your own home and get comfortable with a process that, you know, Sarah and I are evangelists for therapy. We believe in professional counseling. And so our 
are excited that BetterHelp is part of the Nuance Life today. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. Visit BetterHelp.com NL and join the over 500,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. For the Nuance Life listeners, you'll receive 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash NL. As Casey is wrapping up preschool, Leah is just beginning her preschool journey and learned a valuable lesson about parental intuition. She says, overall, my daughter had a great first year. She learned about taking turns, following the rules, and learned to write her name. I was pretty blown away. I did not, however, care for the way her teachers communicated with me. She says there wasn't one thing, but she felt their communication style was not supportive or conducive to assisting her daughter's learning, so she decided to switch to a new preschool in the fall. At first, she felt a little bit guilty. Has she been too hasty? The school seems fine. Is she being too sensitive? But she writes, I realize that this is her first experience in a school setting, and as parents, we need to be able to have an open line of communication with the adults who are caring for our child 12 hours a week. I'm confident that when she steps into her new school in the fall, it will be a positive experience, and I look forward to seeing her grow and learn in a new atmosphere with teachers I truly trust. I've also learned that if I have this gut feeling again to trust myself and to know I am her advocate and her champion. I love that. I love to trust myself that I am her advocate and her champion. You know what it reminds me of? I have a cousin who taught kindergarten for like 30 years. And when Griffin started school, I like asked her for her best advice. And like I imagined a wide range of scenarios and like types of advice she would give me. And what she said shocked me, especially as a long-term teacher. She said, if you feel like your child and the teacher are not a good fit, say so immediately and have them moved. I could not believe that was her number one piece of advice to me. But it just reminded me like you got to trust them and you have to under trust yourself because the public school teachers care about your kid and they are trying to do their best. Absolutely. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. But your particular child is not their number one priority. And it's, it's a hard balance. I grew up with public school teachers. And look, we've all had experiences with a parent who really think that the universe is supposed to revolve around their child. But just because, you know, there is a risk of going too far, I think we tell ourselves, well, I don't want to be that person and I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings and I don't want to be the difficult one. And so we don't do anything. And that's that's an overcorrection, in my opinion. I wish that were a two-way street, too. I mean, I if a teacher doesn't gel with my kid, I would rather them say, hey, I think she'd be a better fit with so-and-so. Let's move yeah. on. I mean, I don't want – this is a relationship, right? And it's a fragile and important relationship. And one – I remember more about my teachers in school than 
almost anything else in my childhood. You spend a lot of time with these people and they mean a lot to you. They're this outsized presence in your life. So I think it should be a good match. I totally agree with Leah's decision. And I love that advice that you got because why would we why would we force that if it's not working? But again, it's it is a hard step to trust yourself, especially I think what's really impressive about Leah's story is that it wasn't like some one thing. You know, I think most people will wait. It's like Oprah says, you know, first the universe taps you on the shoulder and then they throw a little bit of sand at you. And then before you know it, you're getting a brick upside the face. So good for you, Leah, that you didn't have to wait for the brick upside your face and that you didn't have to wait for the one big thing. So you were telling yourself, I knew something was wrong the whole time. Absolutely. We're going to take a quick break and we'll come right back. We seem to be having a cultural conversation right now about burnout. And one of the things that we all put off because we all feel a little burned out all the time is stuff like life insurance. Getting life insurance and dealing with stuff like that is so overwhelming and it's so easy to procrastinate and it's so easy to think this is too big of a task. I just can't handle it right now. Policy Genius is the easy way to shop for insurance online. In just two minutes, you can compare quotes from top insurers to find your best price. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and red tape. No sales pressure, no hidden fees, just financial protection and peace of mind. And Policy Genius doesn't just make life insurance easy. They can also help you find the right home insurance, auto insurance, and disability insurance. So if you need life insurance, but you've been busy doing, you know, all the other things, check out Policy Genius. It's the easy way to compare all the top insurers and find the best value for you. Policiesgenius.com. Nobody wants to shop for life insurance. That's why they made it easy. Our last commemoration today comes from Liz, who's been with us for a long time, and we just love her writing. I love Liz. So I'm going to read the whole thing to you. You have had some truly lovely commemorations on The Nuance Life lately, but I want to share a lighthearted one. My daughter is wrapping up her junior year in high school, and today was her last ever high school gym class. She never had a particular animus against gym, but everyone knows that gym class is one of those things that adults make kids do because it's for their own good. At her school, gym even includes a quarter of swimming, which even if you like swimming, it stinks to have to swim in the middle of winter and then walk around with wet hair the rest of the day. Can you imagine going through a quarter of every school year with pool hair in high school? There's a reason that gym class is such a trope in team movies. It's enforced activity, a vector for possible humiliation, a microcosm of the social dynamic of high school with jocks and nerds, all playing out from the locker room to the dodgeball floor and back again. Seniors don't take gym at our school, so now she's done. She knows that in college she'll likely be required to take some kind of fitness class, but this will be a class of her choosing. She's a climber, so physical activity is a huge part of her life, and she's excited to try things like spinning or yoga or Pilates in college. But one of the best parts of being an adult means so many of the forced rituals of childhood fall away, and you have the freedom to choose for yourself how you spend your time and move your body. Right now, she is in such an uncertain space on the cusp of adulthood. In the next year, she has a significant decision to make about where and how to launch herself into building the next phase of her life. It can feel so scary to just not know where and what and how the future is going to work out, and it can feel so overwhelming to know all the adult responsibilities she'll eventually have to take on. Adulthood feels scary, but as adults we know, adulthood is also freedom to live the life of your own choosing. We all know that adult life is also full of things we don't want to do but have 
have to is also full of things that we do just because we like it that way. I want her to feel at least as excited about the next step as she feels apprehensive, which is why I thought today it was worth celebrating this milestone of the end of gym. So I ordered a big cookie and asked the folks at the grocery store to write no more gym on it. As our kids get older, a lot of our old rituals fall away, but celebrating small things with a big old cookie is one that endures. Okay, first, there is lots of goodness here, but let's let's work our way up from the bottom. If you are like, I want to commemorate something, first, you should email it to us. And then if you're like, no, I still want to commemorate it, like, personally in my own life, the answer is cookie cake. The answer is always, always cookie cake. Liz sent us a picture of her daughter holding this cookie cake, and it made my whole week. And then I really wanted some cookie cake, but I've been fighting it pretty successfully. It's probably either cookie cake or burning something. Right. If mm-hmm, cookie cake mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. feels too celebratory for what's going on, then I would burn something. But otherwise, yeah. yes to cookie cake always. So did you have gym class? Not like this. No, I I had gym class, but I never had to change clothes at school. I never had to right. shower at school. Yeah. This is an intense. We certainly didn't swim. So mm-hmm. this is a very intense level of gym. And let me tell you something. I hated it just as it was. If you had added all this other stuff on, I would have to have more than a cookie cake to celebrate because this is my nightmare. Well, first of all, let me say I have a truly wretched memory. So I don't remember a lot about high school, but I definitely would have remembered any sort of gym-related humiliation. And I remember being in gym. I remember, like, the locker room. The showers never worked. We never used them. So we would do some stuff, but we weren't – like, it's probably bad. We probably weren't, like, doing enough physical activity to work up a sweat. But, like, everybody was in a sport. I guess that's the good thing about a rural high school, except for me. I wasn't. So I don't know if that's why they did it. I mean, we uh, gym class was also the place we had our sex ed, which was also truly wretched and, like, a half ass attempt just like gym. So I don't know if I should be praising my high school too much. But, yeah, we did not have – I don't know who decided, like, like – like she said, like, I, I kind of get it. But it seems like all the cost of gym class are definitely not worth the benefits. And I think this is something, as I was reading Liz's message, I thought, why don't we give kids more choice around this? I understand that a component of physical fitness is important. Gosh, we all need to be able to use our gifts here and do what we enjoy. Just sending young adults out into the world traumatized by their gym experience seems to me to be the opposite of what we're trying to instill in them in terms of taking care of their bodies and their spirits. Right. So I'm so happy her daughter is done with gym class and that she will now be able to explore physical activity in a more life-giving, less mandatory way. That is definitely the best part of adulthood is deciding like, okay, I have to do this, some of this stuff. So how can I do it in a life-giving way and not a mandatory way? It's such a good point that adulthood is scary, but also you do just get to pick things and you start to get to arrange your life how you want. And I think we undersell that to our kids. So I love this focus from Liz on here's the beautiful part about your next chapter. Reminds me of when I came in to my cousin in my kitchen one time and she said, where's your sugar? And sort of teasingly, I said, adults don't put sugar in their coffee, Taylor. And she said, I thought being an adult means getting to do what you want. And I think I screamed in her face. It's the opposite. (laughs) It's the opposite. You never get to do what you want. And then I said, actually, sometimes you get to do you get to decide the order in which you do the things you do not want to do. (laughs) That is adulthood. You get to pick what order you do these things in. Sometimes. Not even that. Sometimes. That's a bleak view. I mean, I think that's true, though. I think there's an element of truth in that. But I also think too many of us as adults 
walk around acting like we don't have any freedom. People complain about their jobs as though they're stuck there forever. People complain about their communities as though they're stuck there forever. You know, at least as an adult, you don't like something. You've got some agency. Now, there might be consequences that you choose not to accept to exercising that agency or limitations. There are constraints. But if you think about the constraints for adults, they are so much more limited than we all act like they are. And they are certainly more limited than they are for our children. And high school, I think, is a place where you really start to feel that transition happening. And so I, I'm going to take a page from Liz and really start to think about how can I introduce Jane to the glory of choice in life and the accompanying responsibilities. She's been so annoyed with me this summer because we've spent a lot of time together. She's at home. So she is running around with me quite a bit. And whenever we go somewhere and she wants to order something or she was getting involved in this program at the library, I'm having her be the speaker on her own behalf. And she's like, why won't you just go get this for me? And I said, because Jane, I got to college and I knew people who were scared to order a pizza because Mm -hmm. they never did anything like this for themselves. And I don't want there to be a single thing that you're uncomfortable doing. And if you start doing this stuff now, you're going to see how easy it is and not a big deal it is. And you're going to get really good at it. And she kind of rolls her eyes at me and goes on. The development I've seen in her in the past month of doing this is unbelievable. She is polite. She is articulate. She is efficient with her words. Like she knows how to get things done. And so I do need to emphasize for her, like the responsibility of that is what leads you to the freedom of getting to decide how you want to spend your time and what you're going to do. Also, lots of cookie cake to celebrate in closing. (laughs) The TLDR is cookie cake. Too long do not read (laughs) cookie cake. Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Nuanced Life as we commemorate all the important transitions from preschool to high school. We will be back in your ears on Friday at Pantsuit Politics. And until then, keep it nuanced, y'all. Dylan Garvin produces The Nuanced Life. Elise Knapp is our managing director. The Nuanced Life is listener-supported. Go to patreon.com slash thenuancedlife. For $5 each month, you'll receive an entire bonus episode of The Nuanced Life. Dante Lima is the composer and performer of our theme music. Dylan Garvin is the composer and performer of our ad music. For more information about The Nuanced Life and to connect with us through our weekly email, visit pantsuitpoliticsshow.com.